All right, y'all. Welcome to joining me now. We have a very special guest. I am honored to have this guy on Maryland PG County product. Yeah, okay. He throwing them up. Genuine person, all around good dude. I was also fortunate enough to have him play for me. He lives up to his moniker. His name is Azel Prather Jr., but we all know him as the Amazing. Yes, sir. Azel. Praise the Junior. Welcome to the show. Welcome to yes, Hollywood that I miss. Thank you. I, I like to do my flower segment early. This guy right here, very highly motivated, high work ethic, always thinking, but also always smiling, always genuine, always trying to make people laugh, always trying to bring the group together. When he played for us for, for his two years at a Juco, that was one of the brightest spots in the day when Azel walked in the room because you knew he was going to bring the energy. He's going to bring that positivity. He's going to make you work. He's going to make you think. He's going to enjoy yourself and everything. We won a lot of games just because he brought that glue. He brought that energy. I'm very proud of him and all the work he's doing. And I'm going to let him talk about it. But I'm just going to let y'all know this is this is my guy right here. He brought the hard, hard hat to work every day. So I'm very appreciative of his time right now. We both teachers. So, you know, he, it's kind of late. He on for me. He's doing me a favor. I appreciate it. We here now. I appreciate you having me, man. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Pre- appreciate the flowers, man. That was love, man. We had some. We had some grand old times at Tech. Good two years, though, man. Some of the best uh, years of my life, to be perfectly honest. We definitely uh, learned a lot, met great people. Met you, still in cons. We, we 10, 11 years. You know what I mean? Like, eh, still solid. Glad we're here. Got some time. And yeah, let's have some Get fun. Get it up. Uh, okay. the Jr. Um, from Glenard, PG County, Maryland. We live with my grandparents, so that, that type of structure was always instilled. My grandfather was military, so I think a lot of his, as far as like timeliness and uh, finishing what you start, discipline. I think a lot of those things um, were instilled from him. Just growing up in that, just watching him, uh, me doing something and watch him go over it and making me go do it again and, and do it again until it's right. Just those lessons and those times that that I had um, being with my grandparents, uh, specifically my grandfather, I think like those, that instilled a lot in me. From times, if you say we're leaving at three and I step out at 301, I, I could see his car getting out, you know what I mean? Get down the street. So, I'm like, man, yeah, you know I mean, it, it was mm-hmm. it was real like that, but he was serious about it. I mean, anything he was he took serious, he took serious. That's kind of the same approach that I, I like. So, I mean, that's what it was growing up. Basketball wise, I ain't playing high school like that for real. I knew it was something I wanted to do. And I think that's what that's what taught me what you can get out of work. It's like taking it from a, a one point per game in high school to not playing freshman year in JUCO to top five in the nation. In my second year in JUCO to getting a scholarship to playing college to starting every game. That right there taught me a lot too, uh, just growing up in terms of like what you can get with hard work, no matter what it is. So I'm just taking those same things and just applying it to what whatever I do now. You being modest, y'all, he forgot to add that he was one of the top rebounders in the nation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, listen. Yeah, I mean, listen. Let, let, hold on, he's, like six, he's only 6'4 and led the nation. He was one of the top rebounders in the nation. I just want everybody to know that. I'm sorry, man, I, I got, I got this, I got to let them know. That. It's the work, it's the work. That's what the work, that's what the work could do. The work there, you can look it up, it's there. They can put the name in it, it'll show up. <laughs> it'll show up, it'll show up. Internet was out, uh-huh. that far removed. We was what, what they say is Googleable, it's definitely you, Googleable. You, Googleable. you can put that in there. You might got to hit, hit the archives button, but it's in there. You no, know, talk about that work ethic. You know, I got a lot of these middle school kids. So, what was just some of your earliest memories of middle school? For me, I I I thought it was I was a clown in middle school. So I, I didn't graduate middle school to be honest. My mom was gonna make me stay back to teach me a lesson. And my my grandma, um, she paid for summer school for me for me to go to high school. 
Um, I got a friend I'm cool with to this day, and everybody won't write jokes in my yearbook. And he was like, you think it's funny, but when you won't play us next year, it won't. It was something, something along the lines of me not going to, not making it to high school with the rest of my friends. So I, I took a lot of things for a joke, didn't necessarily um, take too many things serious until it got serious. Yeah, but I mean, th- those were times where I wasn't able to play any sports because I didn't have my grades right. Things with, with my mom was a little more stricter with me as far as discipline and those things was concerned because I wasn't right in school. So it was some tough years for me. I was thankful for them too, just because I, I, I guess knowing now, at least like as in, in my adult years, it taught me so much. You know what I mean, in terms of like what to do and, and, and what not to do, how to handle cert- certain situations and um, just being grateful I made it out certain times. Or even like wishing like, dang, I wish I would have did this a little early life. I took things a little serious. If I took things serious in middle school, I think everything happens for a reason, but probably be a, a little further in, but you live and you learn. So um, I definitely wish I would have took things a lot more serious though, when I, uh, like during those middle school years. Why do you think you were clowning so much? I personally know that's part of your personality, but was there yeah. like a particular reason you could think about? I think for me, I kind of, uh, I, I guess that's, that's what made made people like like me, you know, almost like gravitate towards me was the funny part. Just didn't know how to, uh, it's cool to do it at, at lunch and at recess, on the, you know what I mean, when you're kicking it, but not when your teacher back turn, you know, like those are the things that like got me in trouble, trouble. Not like just naturally being a clown or like naturally having fun. It was time and, you know what I mean, and, and knowing when, uh, I mean, I, I do stand up now, so it's, it, it kind of is like, okay, cool, but you also got to know when, you got to know how, you got to read the room. You got to know this. You might not need to say that, you know, like somebody else is behind. Yeah, I, I think just just wanting to be um, that was like my way in almost um, even realize how much of those things didn't even matter. Pressing to be in or, or, or wanting to make sure you do this so somebody could see that. Like looking at it now, like none of those things matter for real. You know, like almost ain't make it up out of it. As you talking, I just thought about four or five students like you. Where they felt that it's all right to be funny, but timing, right? Timing is everything. You could you could be funny. Listen, there are people who are naturally funny. Timing is everything. When you do it, causing a disruption is what gets a exactly. lot of a lot of the kids in trouble, right? But you just thinking, oh man, I got attention, right? You just you just yeah. kind of drawing the attention. It costs so much. It costs so much more than that quick little mm-hmm. the laugh, cool. But then it's like okay, and then what? And then even as a teacher now, you know, you you, you even see it differently, like. Damn, I was doing like I was really. It's like a ripple effect. Like you do that, then they do this, then they do this, then they do this. So, yeah, it cost it cost a little bit too. Like read read the room, you know. Got read the room a little bit. Yeah. So what were some of the triumphs? Uh, honestly, I, I know I I got in. I guess like my middle school it was it was a lot of trouble. But I remember getting in trouble one time. I like scratched up some desks with like a pot. It was like some science lab desk. I'll get to why it's important. But I like scratched up some lab desks. And my parent, my mom and my dad came to me like, hey, did you do it? Did you do it? I'm like, no, no, no. We go to the school. They go to bat for me. They whip me the whole entire time. And then we get in there and I'm still like, nah, I ain't do it. The principal pulls out the pocket knife and I'm like, I don't know. I'm like, I don't know what that is. And my mom like just froze. She like, you took that out of my room because that's mine. Now, granted, my father probably got me right, probably jabbed me, you know what I mean? Good chest, John, while I was in there. They suddenly couldn't get away with now. I'm sorry. And listen, you can't, you can't do it now. But it now. The, the, the lesson for me, literally, my, my folks were so hurt that I lied and that they, because they had my back, you know, I'm, I'm like, I ain't never, ever since then, I never lied to my parents. I just tell them the truth. It, it just, it, it did so much. I, I feel like it would have did so much better if I would just gave them the truth, especially because 
they went to bat for me and I broke that trust. And that's something that stuck with me like to this day, like in, in terms of keeping your word, in terms of telling the truth, in terms of like people genuinely believing you and believing in you and you letting them down, you know, like that, that did a lot for me. I was like, dang, so good or bad, right or wrong. I know those two people care about me bar none. So like to at least tell them the truth, everybody needs to like the worst person you can lie to is yourself, but you got to have somebody to tell the truth to. You know, and somebody that's going to believe you and stand with you. So when I lied to them, the hurt that I seen them, I was like, and it was just because I lied. It wasn't even the act. It wasn't even about the act, yeah. Well, nothing. It was the fact that, like, we going to bat for you. We believe in you because we thinking you a hundred. We thinking you real like you supposed to be. And you lied. We could have went ahead and figured this out together. But, you know, so that, that was a big thing for me just in terms of, like, telling the truth and like honor and yeah, your parents want to believe you right they want to believe that the values that they instill in you is being taken out into the world so sure. in that moment that's what makes you real and genuine right in that moment you looked around and realized yo i really hurt them straight right? up because you don't want to hurt them you don't want to disappoint them you know you rather than be mad at you throwing stuff flipping out but you see me that pain. yeah that but just hurt. listen to me as a parent just tell me what happened some of it's age appropriate. No, because then there's nothing worse than going into some meeting, yelling, screaming, fussing. Because I've been on, I've been on the other side of that. They screaming, fussing, and then back of my mind, I already got the videotape showing that they did it. And then, Golly. Just, you know, reading these emails, man, you put your parents in a very bad position. You don't understand the power that you have. So use it for good. That's right. So yeah, I want you to get in a little bit. The perseverance because I get, getting to high school was one thing, having to go to summer school, complete those course. And I was doing doing work that I should have been doing anyway. But I knew what I had to do. I I, I knew I wanted to be in, in my grade. This was before the reclass days. Class, uh, I'm trying I'm trying to be with my I'm trying to be with my friends who I went to who I was in ninth, tenth, eleventh, and I was in middle school with them. I mean, like that's what I'm trying to be with. So even like getting through that, even like navigating summer school portion and navigating high school, you're literally the, the, the youngest in the school. And where I went to school is, is hood beef, you know? So like this, this around the time of like, it's a little violent, people getting robbed for North faces and coats at the bus stop or it's hood fights at school that lingo. Cause I was, I, my school had different uh, hoods that used to beef in it. But even like just being able to make those decisions to stay away um, from certain things or people who I used to uh, hang with in middle school that now, Goals didn't necessarily align to what I was trying to do when I got to high school. That's when kind of it clicked for me. It get a little real now. Like middle school, you get a, you, you think you got all this time, all this leeway. Then high school was like, it's four years. It's, you get four of these, it's time. You know, like the real world out, out there waiting for you. you. You may lose. I wouldn't even call it like losing friends, but you just, you may grow apart from some people that you got to be okay with uh, separating yourself and be okay with making decisions that, Everybody else may not make. You got to do those things to get what you want. So same things I had to do as, as far as sports. Go to practice and go do this and do that. I, I didn't. I wasn't that athletically gifted. In the mornings before school, I had to go run on the track with jump soles and run bleachers and stay out to school or work a summer job to pay for a trainer. When, when you want something and you really have a goal that you're trying to get, you'll do whatever to get it, regardless. And I think going into high school, that kind of like, you set real goals that you really want to get and you do things that you may not have necessarily done before and you separate yourself from a lot of your peers and a lot of your people. And then you look at it now, all those things um, show no slight to anybody else or any of my peers, um, but I got peers who who did make different decisions and they on different, they're doing way different things right now in a great way and, and some in not so great ways. A lot of those decisions affected how your adult years do go. So 
Yeah, but you persevere. You know what I mean? You get through it. If, if, if it's something that you want, you're going to get through it. Again, you set a goal and, and get it, you know, like, and don't stop until you get it. Who, do, who, was, who was some of the people you leaned on to, you know, help you get through these times? Or um, Luckily, I mean, I, I had good coaches. You, you really find your real friends, your parents. And also, you, you, you kind of, you find some stuff within yourself, too. You know, like, sometimes you may not have anybody to lean on. So you find some some things within yourself, like, in terms of your why. You dig deep and you find some stuff that you ain't never even know you had in there. When what you're trying to do is that important to you, you know, or the goal you're trying to reach is that important to you. But to have a good – I had a great group of friends, I will say that. Um, even friends who, who may not have been uh, – sometimes may not have been doing the right things, but still wouldn't let me join them and in, in not doing those things. So having like good people around you, people who care, people who know your goal, know what you're trying to do and will help you attain those things. You know, not everybody's in your corner or not everybody wants you to achieve um, what you want. But knowing there's people around you and knowing there's people around you that will help you achieve that goal. Um, when you're not on it, you got somebody in your corner like, hey, let's make sure we do this or make sure you do that. Or, hey, are you OK? Uh, what's so, the biggest advice you can give to students or a parent at this time? Try something and fail at it. A lot of times we just want to do what we know um, or, or what we think is cool. And now I'm like, man, I wish I would have did this. Or I wish I would have tried that or tried this. So try something to fail at it, whether it's something that got to do with art, whether it's studying something or, or, or reading a book you didn't think you would read or playing a sport you didn't think you would play or eating the food you didn't think you would eat. Try something. I mean, experiences are everything. And I think I learned it more as, I, as when I got older. But turn your cool off, too. I wish I was less cool. Yeah. Um, a lot of times we don't do certain things or we don't try to do certain things because we just want to be cool. And I, I was stuck in bands. So I was I was cool, though, too. I'm in the back of the yearbook class. I'm hosting all the stuff at, at, at the school. Uh, I play basketball and talk like I'm, I'm cool. Um, but it, it kept me from trying a lot of things. It kept me in a box. So I just wanted to be cool and I wouldn't do certain things. So, um, man, turn your cool off because that don't matter either. I'm trying to tell you that. Um, that's to the youngest, to the parents. Ask questions and, and be be involved, I guess. Uh, I don't want to tell nobody how to do what they should do, but I know the feeling I got seeing somebody up there, um, whether it was for to get in the tennis award or whether I was playing basketball, whether I was getting uh, – I remember my pops coming to my high school game sitting right behind me. We sat the same amount of time. You know, he, he sat the whole game, I sat the whole game. And I also remember him coming up to – See me playing college, driving four and a half hours on a Tuesday and leaving that same night. And I know what that meant to me, um, him just making that time and my mom making that time. It, it go like that, you know, yeah. so the, the hour here, the hour, even when we don't feel like it. But I do with my students now. I make sure on a Saturday I got time for them. Or it could be on a weekday I got time for them. Like I, just because I know what it did for me to see somebody I knew, an adult that I knew in the stands, um, I do it now, so. Just showing up. So shout out to the parents that do. Shout out to the parents that, that want to show up. And shout out to the parents that's going to show up. You know, but showing up, I think, is the biggest uh, thing for or adults, period. Who, whoever plays a parent figure. Uh, what would you tell your younger self? Turn your cool off. Yeah, I just wish I wasn't so cool. I, w I was very, I was very, like, too cool, like, to, to do this or to try that or to go that way. Because all the popular or cool stuff was happening over this way. So I wouldn't even look to see what that was over there or experience that. Things like, I thought I was too cool for drama club. And then as I get older, now I'm sitting in acting classes, you know, but wouldn't do drama club in high school, but as an adult, I'm paying for acting classes, you know, or and been in plays and been, oh, man, turn your cool, because it don't, it means nothing. 
no Man, extra points for being cool. Nah, I ain't got no points for being cool. I ain't getting no money. I ain't getting no, nothing for it. Mm-hmm. Like, I was just cool. That's fine. But cool yeah, off, y'all. Turn cool. the cool off. For real, all the, the, the quote unquote, all the weird or quote unquote, all that stuff is winning right now and they get paid. I'm telling yeah. you. Yeah, getting paid. Yeah, I'm telling you all this, comp- all the computer nerds and all getting paid. They getting paid. I'm, tell I'm, I'm trying to tell you. I see it right now. I see people I, well, I ain't think was cool. They getting paid. They driving crazy whips. I'm like, mm-hmm. dang, you was, you was not cool in high school, yeah. and that's perfectly fine because you're very cool now. Hey, right. You know what I mean, <laughs> you're cooler you're cool. than me. You cool and <laughs> don't even know it. You don't even know you cool. Yeah, you I think you're cool. super cool right now. <laughs> when it matters, you know? it matters. Oh, oh, say, oh, say that again. Be cool when it matters. Bro. When it matters, for sure, it don't matter. Like, be cool when it's time to be cool. Versus being cool now is like being a part of this. Like, I'm, I'm able to have, um, and, and blessed to be part of several different businesses and have different streams of income and be able to impact different communities and um, different demographics. Like. I'm, I'm able to be in a room with some dope people like because of that type of coolness, because of the cool stuff that I do versus how cool I thought I was. I, oh, but let's jump into that. So what are some of your projects and things you're working on now? Oh, got uh, going? We got to pray the foundation. That's my nonprofit foundation where we just we just specialize on. I'm always calling it just looking out for the overlook, whether it's mental, um, physical, emotional, um, whether it's resources, just doing those things that a lot of people just may not look into or a lot of people overlook in terms of helping those that's, that may not have as much of I'm in the hoods, basically. You know, like the work that we do is for the hoods, it's for the kids in the hoods, for the adults in the hoods. Um, just giving them opportunity and giving them resources. Also run a, um, we have a youth empowerment program, do the work. Another thing where we do like maybe creative workshops. Um, we have a tutoring program. So yeah, we, we got that going on. That's something that's big that we do in the summer. And we also, I uh, got the Southside Market. It's an all-black-owned business market that we run here in Washington, D.C. Um, every Saturday during the spring and summer. Got the album going. Yeah. Oh, that's, a, that's the opposite. That's, that's the opposite. Uh, the, yo, I that's you. the opposite. Tell you, that's uh, it. Um, so that, I mean, that's been going crazy. The YouTube, the streams, like, that's another thing moving, Mr. Prather. Again, like, all these things, that's, that's what made, that, that, that's the cool I'm trying to be a part of now, like, Making the kids album don't seem cool at all. It's but that joint so the the joint it, it go crazy. The streams go, the numbers go up. The kids love it, um, and it's the cool one of the coolest things I've ever done. You know, like the nonprofit foundation um, got us to, to L.A. on Ellen. You know, that's super cool. We got one of the first black owned markets in um, in D.C. It, it was it was no predominantly black um, black owned business uh, market um, in our area before before we did it. Like all those things, th- those are the cool points that I get now. And those are the things that I'm a part of and the things that I, I I get to do. Um, and everything is about bettering somebody else. You know, like it's about bettering, bettering a, a community, whether it's the children that we're serving, whether it's the uh, people in the hoods, whether it's the black owned businesses, whether it's people who want to spend black, we're just able to do those things. So. That's how cool. That's that's how I get my cool over here. All right, you got the Prather Foundation going on, Southside Market. Move with Mr. Prather. Oh, oh, the, oh, oh, my bad. That's the opposite. That's hey. the opposite. That's the, I'm sorry, that joint goes so hard, bro. Oh man, but I'm gonna put all three links down in the description for y'all to go check out. 
go yes, give sir. that support. He is currently in the DC area. His people like Freak the Head, the amazing. Trying mm-hmm. to uplift. All right, y'all. I'm going to end with a quote. Always my man, Willy Wonka. We are the music makers and we are the dreamers of the dream. I'll holler at y'all on the flip side. Peace. Bye.